Howdy, folks. Welcome to the tailgate. For those of you just joining us, we're on a road trip across America to uncover the mysteries behind tall tales, fairy tales, folk tales, fish tales, and urban legends, one interview at a time. We inherited a truck from our late Granny May, discovered that the crystal hanging off the rearview mirror was more than just decorative. It's a dowsing pendulum, leading us to the good folks behind the tales we all grew up with. Oh, we're also cursed by mummy. Ah, uh, yeah, can't forget the death curse. No. But... Let's ignore all that for a moment because January is our birthday month. Hell yeah, birthdays, baby. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Cheeseheads is early on, mine's on toward the end. And uh, with that, I'm Harrison, the Florida man. And I'm Aaron, the Cheesehead. And I'm Yummy. Oh, God. Hey, whoa. (laughs) Wait a second. Who are you? Yummy. Like, from the podcast Cryptid Chat with Yummy. Ah, shoot. I was thinking more like Yummy Yugi from Yu-Gi-Oh!, I actually get that a lot. I believe that. <laughs> well, Yami, it's time to introduce yourself. <laughs> well, thank you. As you know by now, I'm Yami, so I'm the creator and host of Cryptid Chat with Yami. It's a podcast about cryptids, paranormal, supernatural, and basically everything weird. I'm also from Puerto Rico, which is home of the Chupacabra, and some pretty bomb food, if I do say so myself. <laughs> Wowzers. So it sounds like your podcast has a lot of the same subject matter and goals as ours does, only, you know, far more successful. (laughs) Yeah, weren't you just celebrating like 1,000 followers? (laughs) We have 200. Ooh, amazing. Well, (laughs) when the bar is at your ankles, you only got to jump so high. That's very true. Either way, it's it's a pleasure to have you on the tailgate. Have a seat with us, and I'll grab your brewski, and we can talk up some cryptids. There's no need. I actually brought some for you all. Here, happy birthday, tailgaters. Oh, golly. Angry Orchard's hard cider with a cute birthday ribbon on top. How did you even know? Well, January happens to be my birthday, too. Oh, awesome. Happy birthday, Amy. Cheers. Cheers. (laughs) Yeah, usually this is the point in the podcast where I'd say, uh, uh, what we're drinking today, Cheesehead. But since that part's been covered already... How about we just get down to business? To defeat the Huns? Ah, Mulan. Loved that movie. Not so much the new one. Oh, damn. I didn't see the new one when it first came out, though, because you had to pay for it on top of Disney+. Plus. Yeah, Disney, we ain't made of money. Yeah. 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 These are some of the poorest people I ever knew. They're more <laughs> broke than the Ten Commandments. <laughs> what, what is that? Is that a quote from Charlie and All Dogs Go to Heaven? Which, by the way, I really like that movie. Voice, but wait. Did you guys hire a Burt Reynolds impersonator for my birthday? Surprise. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, okay. <laughs> hey, now. I like Burt Reynolds as much as the next Floridian, but a uh, strip of celebrity impersonator is a little much, guys. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, uh, we thought the same thing, too, when we first met him. But uh, he ain't what you think. <laughs> Shucks, no. It's just me, the Florida skunk ape. Oh my gosh, it is. You are, it's an actual skunk ape. A real, genuine, bonafide skunk ape. Yeah. (laughs) Friends call me skunky. Well, wow. It's nice to meet you, skunky, but what are you doing here, though? Don't you have motion sensors to trigger and blurry photos to strut through? (laughs) Nah, man, this is my day off. Because, you know, like my best buds, January is my birthday. Really? Oh, you betcha. See, I invited old Skunky here to party with us and help us discover the history behind the concept of birthdays itself. Hope you don't mind, Yammy. No, of course not. It's just, well, 
I'm used to researching and discussing cryptids, not so much partying with them. Yeah, I mean, well, you ain't no stranger to skunk apes, though. <laughs> Hell, you got pictures with social distancing skunk ape over at uh, Gatorland. That is true. Yeah, plus the Florida skunk ape was also our very first guest interview on the tailgate. We go back. Mm, memories, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, so folks celebrate their birthdays each and every year, Jehovah Witnesses notwithstanding. But most folks don't know the history behind their own celebrated narcissism. I mean, everybody is born, so you'd think the birthday would have been around since the dawn of time. Well, in a way it was. Uh, not the dawn of time, per se, objectively, but at the dawn of the calendar year, anniversaries weren't really a thing when you're just hunting and gathering and shit. You also have to consider that civilizations around the world didn't all create the calendar at the same time. Nor were the earliest calendars, or even the calendars today, adhering to the same systematic rotations. <laughs> I'm telling you. Uh, nah, I thought most of my life I was a tiger in the Chinese zodiac. Because my buffet placemats always showed me a tiger <laughs> repping the year uh, 1986. It weren't till adulthood when I actually realized the Chinese New Year ain't no set date. It's lunar solar, meaning it follows lunar cycles. So the New Year's normally wind up falling on the second blue moon of the winter solstice, between January 21st, my birthday, and February 21st, someone else's birthday. <laughs> Since their months are shorter, Chinese calendars got a leap month every three years to stay in sync with the seasons. Wow. I mean... I know we follow the Gregorian calendar, which is a set 365 or 365.2425, if you want to get technical, days a year, with New Year's always beginning on January 1st. Huh? Gregorian? Who's that? So way back <laughs> in 1582, Pope Gregory Thirteenth actually introduced the calendar we know here in the Western world. Mm -hmm. yep. He inserted leap years to correct a marginal error that existed in the relatively similar Julian calendar, which overestimated the length of the solar year. And I say Western world, but I mean more specifically the colonized Western world, because many Mesoamerican people, the Maya, for example, used long count calendars based on lunar cycles. Man, that's so much. We <laughs> skunk apes and our Sasquatch brethren have roamed this continent for ages and picked up a lot of human traditions, similar to what Yami just described. Many tribes here follow a lunar calendar as well. The Lakota and Cherokee, for example, use a calendar broken up by 13 moons, with each moon being 28 days long. Lakota? Uh, you probably know them by another name, the Sioux, but, but I really wouldn't use that term if I were you. It's an abbreviation of Nadawa Sioux, meaning little snakes, given to them by a rival tribe and adopted by European fur traders, so the term ain't nice. Yikes. Have indigenous people celebrated birthdays as we know them today? You know, this is coming from a skunk ape, so I can't speak on their behalf, you know, really with any authority whatsoever. But I think many tribes more or less celebrated milestones in life, as opposed to the day they were born. Interesting, but makes sense. So speaking of birthdays, according to biblical scholars, the first birthday goes back to ancient Egypt. However, this isn't the conventional birthday celebration we know of today, but an event celebrating the Pharaoh's birth into godhood. So, more like a rebirthday. Ha <laughs> ha! Sounds about right. I think you're referring to Genesis 40:20 in the Hebrew Bible, or the Old Testament's one and only mention of birthdays. It says, And it came to pass the third day, which was Pharaoh's birthday, that he made a feast unto all his servants. 
and he lifted up the head of the chief butler and the head of the chief baker among his servants. Damn, girl, I ain't know you were versed in ancient texts and shit. Well, I studied at a Christian college. You kind of just pick up these things. Impressive. That said, Persians were all about that birthday life, let me tell you. <laughs> at least according to Herodotus, a 5th century historian from ancient Greece. Well, according to Zack Snyder's The 300, the Persians knew a thing or two about throwing down parties. That scene with that straight-up Pope Lick monster partying with them. I mean, that sounds bonkers. Y'all got a skunk ape partying with you right now. So what you trying to say? Man, that's a good point. Also, consider that birthdays, sometimes referred to as name days, weren't always even centered around your own birthday. What does that even mean? Well, old Catholic birthdays revolved around the birthday of the saint from whom your Christian name was derived from, also known as the Saint's Day. Most impressive. You know, peasant folk in medieval times celebrated Saint's Day, while nobility celebrated their own actual birthdays. Hmm, interesting. We wore a crown and celebrated my actual birthday at medieval times dinner theater. So that checks. <laughs> Peasants, however, celebrated Saints Day. What? Okay. Well, all I know is that <laughs> I celebrate my birthday with cake and beer. And you can thank yeah. ancient Rome for that one. In fact, you can thank the Romans for being first to celebrate the birth of common folks in general. In terms of cake, any guy who lived to 50 years old received a cake of wheat flour, olive oil, grated cheese, and honey. Not your traditional birthday cake, but what you gonna do? So wait... Any guy who lived to 50 received a cake? Oh, yeah. You you also got a cake if you're on Reddit. Hey, I don't think they had that back then, but if I'm 50 years old <laughs> and still on Reddit, I'm going to have a talk with myself. Yeah, 50 cake days. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah. Ancient civilizations <laughs> aren't exactly known for sex equality. It actually wasn't until the 12th century when women were commonly celebrated alongside men. That's terrible. <laughs> well... No, that is terrible. Yeah, I got no, I got no real direct uh, counter to that. While Romans may have had an early form of cake to celebrate birthdays, it were the Germans, as far as I read, who came up with the more traditional birthday cake that we all know and love today. I'm guessing a black forest cake. Funfetti. I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but no, actually, maybe it ain't clear the specifics of the cake. Uh, but uh, it was sweet for sure and introduced during Kinderfest. As the prefix Kinder suggests, it's a birthday for kids. Where they serve up a big ass cake with candles and the whole nine. Even blew them out to make wishes. This weren't so far back as ancient Rome or nothing. Reckon it was uh, closer to the 1700s. Birthday candles on cakes actually goes back to ancient Greece Damn. when moon cakes were made to appease the goddess of the moon. They believed that by blowing out the candles and making a wish or a prayer that the gods of Olympus would receive them. Oh, you think that's impressive? Ancient skunk apes made cakes of moist gator droppings. Oof. Dry them puppies overnight <laughs> and bust out the flint on the following evening to light them up over the flaming turds. <laughs> We'd make a blackberry pie. Oh, man. You'd serve it for the birthday squatch. Man, I actually love me some blackberries. You misheard me. The pie isn't made of blackberries. Ain't? I mean, you said as much. Nah, I said blackberry. The pie had to fill in a minced up black bear and whatever else we could find. So it ain't no proper black bear pie. You know, just sort of black bear-y. <laughs> well, you gotta love those skunk ape birthday traditions. Oh, shucks. I was hoping you'd say that. Because I brought y'all a big old black berry pie to celebrate with. <laughs> Jesus, Mary and Joseph. You definitely shouldn't have. Bet you if you just try it, by, you might be singing my praises. <laughs> oh, my God. 
This is Try by. <laughs> it's making put it, it. Put it in your mouth. Come on. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I've had worse. I mean, I feel like anyone eating at Arby's is basically eating a blackberry <laughs> pie. <laughs> oh, I mean, they got the meats. Well, speaking of singing, one thing synonymous, <laughs> one thing synonymous with birthdays, you know, in most every culture, is music. Oh, <clears throat> beautiful. The most commonly heard of these anthems, at least around these parts, is sang to the tune dating back to 1893, written by the sisters Patty and Mildred J. Hill. The Hill sisters got their tunes published in a book for teachers under the title, Good Morning to You. So the most popular birthday song was never even meant to be sung for birthdays? Nah, and worst part is, hmm. like many women in history, men later published their own lyrics, like in 1924, uh, Happy Birthday to You, which actually swept the nation and effectively buried the Hill Sisters' lyrics into obscurity. Well, as relatively obscure as Good Morning to You may be, the third Hill Sister was tired of everybody using her family's <laughs> tune without making a dime off it, so she took <laughs> it to court. <laughs> so she took it to court and won the rights. She cemented this by officially publishing the song through Clayton F. Summy Company between 1933 and 1935. Really? I always heard that the rights to the birthday song was owned by Michael Jackson or Paul McCartney or somebody. I grew up hearing that too, but those are just urban legends. The Beatles did have a birthday song, though, called Say It's Your Birthday. Not quite as catchy, I guess. Hill published under Summy Company, which changed its name to Birch Tree Limited and assimilated into Warner Music in 1963, whose copyright wasn't set to expire until 2030. However, they got greedy and charged millions for use of the song until one lady got tired of Warner's shit, took him to court. How'd that work out for him? Bad. Real bad. As of 2016, not only was the birthday song declared public domain, but Warner Music had to reimburse anyone they charged previously for its use. You know, in Spanish, we use the same tune, only we sing cumpleaños feliz, which actually takes some lyrical acrobatics in a way, considering that the correct way to wish someone a happy birthday in Spanish is by saying feliz cumpleaños. The Spanish version technically translates to birthday happy to match the syllables of the original. Damn! Well then, uh, very birthday happy to you, Yammy. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> well, what were birthdays like for you growing up? Oh, some of my most memorable were at Chuck E. Cheese, where a kid can be a kid. You know his name's actually Charles Entertainment Cheese? Charles Entertainment Cheese, baby. Yeah. And did you know that Barbie's real name is Millicent? I don't like that one bit. I wish you hadn't said that. Well, most of my birthdays were actually at McDonald's. <laughs> Wait, you celebrated your birthdays at a fast food restaurant? Hey, man, listen, okay, back in the 80s and early 90s, man, McDonald's was fucking lit. They'd play music, decorate your corner of the restaurant with balloons, and they even have Ron McDonald out there to hype it up. Man, you ain't seen Mac and me? I guess I was too young for all that. Well, for my family... The best birthday parties weren't complete without the bursting of the piñata. I always wanted to try hitting a piñata to try all them colorful candies. The piñata is mostly a Latino thing, right? Yeah, so many Latino and Hispanic countries do enjoy piñatas, but the history of this birthday tradition is actually believed to go back 700 years to ancient China. Back when they defeated the Huns. Damn, full circle. This goes all the way back, full circle, (laughs) full circle, to Mulan. On Disney+. Plus, <laughs> The Venetian explorer Marco Polo witnessed this custom, and it was originally a New Year's tradition, not even for birthdays. So you're telling me neither the birthday song or piñatas were originally meant for birthdays? 
That is correct. So the Chinese pinatas were filled with seeds representing prosperity, and the remains of the pinata were then burned into ash for good luck. Marco Polo then introduced the custom to Europe. <laughs> the word pinata comes from the Italian word pignata, which means fragile pot, due to these early versions being made out of clay. So when was this tradition introduced to the Spanish? Hmm. I'm not actually sure the exact date, but I do know that Spain incorporated the tradition into holy festivals. The first Sunday in Lent turned into a fiesta, which was known as Dance of the Piñata. It was then carried into the Americas by missionaries and has blossomed into the colorful and violent game that we all know and love today. Alright, so in Los Angeles, there's actually several blocks downtown known as the Piñata District. You you can get literally any piñata you can imagine, from Spider-Man to Donald Trump. Just beat him up. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Oh, boy, I'd love to bash his face in with a bat and watch him bleed sweet, sweet candy. Or edibles. Now we're talking. It's California, I mean, come on. (laughs) Come on, Florida, catch up. (laughs) Actually, by the time this airs, it probably has caught up. (laughs) Man, all this birthday talk, and we've yet to ask you about your birthday tradition, Skunky. What are birthdays like growing up as a Florida skunk ape? Why, I'm glad you asked. Our traditions are pretty normal. Boring, one might say. We start the day out, as we always do, lighting palm branches under the Burt Reynolds altar. (laughs) (laughs) Then, it's a feast of deep-fried squirrel. Hmm, you ain't been had nothing that good. That's some good eating. Jeez, I'm almost (laughs) scared to ask, but what kind of presents do skunk apes even get on their birthdays? Really? You have to ask? Mostly Walmart gift cards and Hawaiian shirts. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, that checks. Gotta love that Magnum P.I. On that note, I think I'm ready for this party to get more uh, drinking and uh, less yapping. Oh, yeah, for sure. Thank you for joining us for our special birthday episode of The Tailgate, and happy birthday to all you Capricorns and Aquariuses out there. Got any special birthday traditions? Experienced supernatural? Seen UFOs? Or encountered any cryptids like old Skunky here? Hey, buddy. Hi. <laughs> Tell us about it by emailing us at the tailgate podcast at gmail.com. And check us out on Instagram at the tailgate podcast for photos, cast info, updates, and more. And make sure to check out my podcast, Cryptid Chat with Yami. As well, you can follow me on the socials on Instagram at Cryptid Chat Girl and on Twitter at Cryptid Chat. Oh, we gotta definitely do that. Her podcast is way better than ours. Again, we ain't got to leap so high when the bar is on the ground. See you later, tailgaters. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thank y'all for joining us for our birthday special. Today's special guest is Yami from the podcast Cryptid Chat with Yami. Follow her on her Instagram at Cryptid Chat Girl. Skunky the Skunk Ape is played by Tim Arnold. He ain't no Burt Reynolds, but what you gonna do? Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You could check him out on his YouTube channel, so you can. Eric. Oh, so can Harrison. you. So can you. I think, is so that right? You can't. So you can. <laughs> what the fuck you gonna do about it? <laughs> Oh, Aaron the Cheesehead is played by Aaron Sherry. You can check him out on his YouTube channel. So can you. Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Don't get those two mixed up. <laughs> Foreman, Florida Man. Um, sorry, it's stupid. <laughs> Harrison, <laughs> Harrison the Florida Man is played by Harrison Foreman. Theme song was performed by Matt Jones.
This episode was written and edited by the Florida man himself, Harrison Foreman. Yeah. Yeehaw.